Ranch.com. We're going to get up close and personal here today. You and I, pull up a chair. Let's spend some time together. We're going to talk. And what we're going to talk about are my mistakes. The things that I did over the years, nutrition and training, that you can benefit from because you don't have to make the same mistakes. And maybe you're currently making them and you're going to be able to identify them today and be able to stop. You know, as a good coach, I think a lot of times we have to resort to our own experiences in order to be able to coach from. And a lot of times those experiences aren't always positive. They can be negative, but when taught, can become positive because you can learn from my mistakes. So, in no particular order, the first thing that I would tell you to, uh, to avoid, and it's not so much of a problem these days as it was when I was in my formative years training, and that was I avoided fat for far too long. You see, there was a time when I was growing up in the 80s and 90s, really mostly in the 90s, when fat was something to be avoided, especially in a bodybuilder's diet. Fat was kept to a very, very, very minimum. And we looked at protein and carbs, and that was it. And for the most part, all it did was cause adverse health for me. Because I experienced some things that, looking back now, were actually pretty disturbing. And had I realized I would have in increased my fat intake then, when I finally did learn and started to increase my healthy fat intake, my gains started to skyrocket. I was limiting myself hormonally because I was not taking in enough fat in my diet. The fact was, I was able to literally, I was standing on a, on a college campus in my early years of college, unable to open my eyes because the sun was so bright in my eyes, I couldn't take it. Couldn't even open them. That's how intolerant I was to sunshine. And at the same time, my hair, my, this hairline that you see here today, had thinned considerably. Because I used to have like a helmet head of hair. And it thinned considerably because, again, my nutrition wasn't there. But more important, my performance and my gains weren't there either. So if I could have changed one thing, if I just knew what the impact it would have had, I would just easily would have just incorporated a little bit more healthy fat into my nutrition plan. I hate the word diet. Into my nutrition plan. At that point, I would have seen much bigger gains. Second thing that I did. I talked about it before here. Exerphobia. Exerphobia is avoiding the exercises that you tend to know in the back of your head are probably the ones that are most worthwhile. Why? Because they're the most uncomfortable. Why? Because they require the most effort. Why? Because when you perform them, they really hurt. Those exercises that create the most trepidation or fear before you do them are generally the ones that provide the most results. So if you're the type that will always avoid these because you'd rather just go to the comfort of a bicep curl machine, or you'd rather go and do a tricep kickback, or you'd rather do something that is a lot easier to do, maybe a leg extension machine, that's fine, but I'm telling you, you're going to hold back the gains that you could see by starting to get over the fear and addressing them. And don't start by going big after them. Start by just learning the technique with lighter weights and then building your confidence up so that you will be able to perform those exercises with more aggression, that you can be able to attack them and get what you need to get out of them. The third mistake, tying right into that, is realizing that not all exercises are for everybody. The, the point being here is that biomechanically, as I started to get a bigger appreciation of the biomechanics of the human body, I realized that not every single exercise is made for everybody. You know, if you have really long femurs or your femurs sit in your hip sockets in a, in a, in a completely different way than somebody else's, squatting may not be as comfortable for you or squatting the same width may not be as comfortable for you or even biomechanically impossible in the right form. So you have to be able to identify that. 
You don't want to continue to hammer your head against the wall saying, well, I was told that this is what I have to do, so I'm going to keep doing it, realizing that what you're probably doing is breaking yourself down, and that's exactly what I did. I broke my knees down so bad in my early years before I was even 20 years old. I had shitty knees because I continued to bang my head against a wall that wasn't, was, was not giving in. And I wound up having knees that gave in instead. You have to be able to be willing to be creative and try things just to see if you respond better to them. I can tell you one thing I can do these days. I can reverse lunge. And I can reverse lunge with 205 pounds across my back, sometimes even more. And I can get a great workout doing it. And guess what? I don't have any knee pain doing it. So for me, it's something that works. But it took a little bit of trial and error. It took a little bit of courage to try something other than squats to realize that, hey, I can still do other things and get gains. And you have to be able to have the courage now to start experimenting with what those are for you and find the things that work for you. And if they work, that's the key. The next thing I did is actually a little bit embarrassing. But hey, we've all been there at some point in time. And that is, I relied too heavily on supplementation. As a matter of fact, said more clearly and more of an admission, I felt that supplementation could overcome bad training or at least a lack of intensity in my training. You see, I thought that, hey, as long as you're doing the right things, taking the right things supplementally, you can sort of just show up for the workout and everything else will be good. And I had talked about before how I used this program called Cybergenics, which was a series of pills in a bottle. I don't even know what the hell they were, to be honest. All I know is when you took them, you smelled them, smelled like absolute garbage. And I used to take one and pop them down. I thought, I am on Cybergenics. I am just going to show up. I'll perform the workout. I won't necessarily be invested in how much effort I'm going to put in that workout, but as long as I complete it, the supplements will do the rest for me and take care of that. And that is not how supplementation works, guys. If you are willing to put in the hard work and not use supplementation as a substitute to hard work, then you will see some great results from supplementation. They are supplementing your hard training and your proper nutrition, and the combination of all of those actually gives you a result greater than any of the three individually. It gives you sort of a, not a one plus one plus one equals three, but a one plus one plus one equals five or six or seven or ten. Okay, so you need to get that additive effect, but they all have to be there, not one at the exclusion of the other. And certainly, supplements are really, really easy to take, and it's a lot harder to actually put an effort, but you cannot think that that is going to work for you in the long term. Next is another one that's a little bit on the embarrassing side, but hey, what, we're talking you and I here today, so why not? Bodybuilding magazines were my Bible. They're what taught me how to lift. They're what taught me how to make early gains. I didn't have the internet. So I'm going to be really, really embarrassing here. The internet didn't exist when I was young in training, and I just started out. I didn't have that. I didn't have a YouTube channel like mine, hopefully, that could guide you and give you real world things that you can do and apply because you know it's coming from somebody that's playing on the same playing field as you are, on the same level playing field, and has experience guiding what it is that I do that allowed me to be able to dispense this information to you confidently that's going to work for you. But I was following guys that I didn't really know any better. I knew that they only outweighed me by about 150 pounds, and I knew that they were you know, a, a much more capable of handling workouts that lasted two, three, and four hours long, but it, it, it still, it was all I had, and I modeled myself after that, and I followed the same 50-set workouts for just chest, and I followed the two- and three-hour workouts, and I did all that garbage, and I didn't see results. I saw enough to know that I could make a muscle and see some kind of a, 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 a bump come up, but not enough to actually be really uh, proud and say, hey, look, I work out for three hours a day. Can't you tell? It wasn't working for me that way. But again, it's all I had, 
and it's one of the things I wish I had different. I wish I had a different resource. I wish I had something like this channel a long time ago that would have been able to, to, to teach me the things I should have done a lot more quickly. The next thing is back to nutrition, and it's another sort of admission of mine, and that is I actually felt that proteins and carbs were the only thing that existed. I already had ruled out fat, and as far as carbs, I'm thinking pasta, rice, oatmeal, the things we talk about. I even mentioned some of them in the last video about hard to get into nutrition. I completely overlooked for two reasons. Plant-based nutrition, fibrous carbohydrates, because I didn't like them. <laughs> you know, as I said before, exophobia, I had foodophobia. I didn't like the taste of vegetables. You couldn't get me to eat them. I didn't see any value in them, right? They were, they were there to gross me out or have some point of discussion for my family to be yelling at me, you make sure you eat your vegetables. You know, it, that's what it was to me. It was always a negative thing. But when I finally adopted an appreciation for the other kind of carbohydrates here, the more fibrous carbohydrates, everything changed. It was an eye-opener for me. And I think the real power behind it was that I was actually finally for the first time, especially as I started to you know, increase my fat intake again, was I started to you know, round out my diet and, and, and nutrition plan and complete my nutrition plan. Where I finally was now getting the micronutrients that a lot of the fibrous carbohydrates and the plant-based nutrition is abundant in that was complementing and filling in my deficiencies from relying solely on protein and starchy carbohydrates. So I would advise you that if you're the type that was like me who just kind of tends to hate the taste of some of those vegetables, which by the way, I'm completely over these days. Completely, I love Brussels sprouts, believe it or not. I love uh, asparagus, I love broccoli. There's so many vegetables these days that I love and I look forward to having that I kind of feel embarrassed to admit that I was the other way. But it's a reality, it's a reality that a lot of you guys face. And the, the inspirational part that I can tell you is that by adopting a more well-rounded plan by incorporating a lot more plant-based nutrition, you're going to see results. And a lot of times I feel because you're finally, for the first time, plugging in deficiencies that you were unaware you even had. Next, this is one of my favorite. Point A to point B. When I trained, that's all I cared about. I had no respect for the process. I had no respect for or appreciation for the A to Z. Not just A to B, but A to Z, meaning every step of the rep along the way. You cannot focus on the rep as the metric of your workout. If you do, you will not see the gains you should see. And I don't care what it is you're training for. If you're training for power, you still have to respect the A to B because it's not just providing speed through that rep in this range, it's speed through the rep in this range, and speed through the rep in this range, and speed through the rep in this range. It's speed through the rep in the entire range, trying to accelerate the rep throughout the entire range of motion. So really being invested in that single rep and then repeating it and repeating it and repeating it. And you can see right there the mental capacity that you have to have and the concentration that you have to have to do that for every rep and invest yourself so heavily in every rep is challenging, but it's worth it. It is worth it. If you just think about the reps, I used to go there and go, all right, I know I gotta get from here to here, here to here. If I could get there this way, Fine, if I had to bow my elbows out to get it up there, oh, it was actually a good thing because I could actually divert some of the focus away from the biceps so that I knew I could get to 10 reps, the magic number, or 12 reps, without it actually 
wearing me down prior to reaching the 10 or 12 reps. God forbid I failed the eight or nine, I would feel like it was an unsuccessful set. And that is the wrong mindset. If I had devoted every ounce of effort I had into you know, uh, enjoying the rep all the way up and making sure that the tension was going to the muscle I was actually trying to place it on, who cares if it was eight reps? It was eight way better reps than the other ones that I did, the 10 or 12, where I did about two good ones and in, 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 uh, nine or 10 half-ass reps. You cannot have that mindset and see a lot of success in the gym. Make every one as productive, and if that means uncomfortable, as un uncomfortable as you can make it, and the gains will start coming, I promise you. And lastly, I have to say, for a very long period of time, I was on the wrong side of the volume and the intensity balance, right, on this scale. If you go heavy on the intensity, then you're gonna have to go light on the volume. If you go high on the volume, then you're gonna have to lighten up the intensity. And for me, again, as a natural lifter, the thing I found to be the most productive thing that I did to my training was I increased the intensity. And so be it if I had to decrease that volume. Because guess what? That meant that those two and three hour workouts that I was following for chest alone from the muscle building magazines had to go. And yeah, that was hard to say goodbye, but man, I had actually a life now. In the afternoon, I was able to actually go home and do something else other than be at the gym for three hours. And you know what happened? I started to see results. And I realized that the impossibility is something that makes so much sense. You can't train as hard as you possibly can and do that for a long, long, long period of time. Now I'm talking about within a single workout and amongst several workouts strung together. You do it within a single workout, eventually your effort level is going to diminish and what you're putting out at the end is really half-assed effort, which is not really capable of delivering the results you're looking for. If you string together those over workout after workout after workout, eventually you start to dip into your capacity to recover. And again, you're going to start to see your ability to perform high quality workouts diminish. So you need to be able to see that and, and make that trade and I'm imploring you to do what I did. Give up the time and invest more in the intensity. And when you do that, you will see much better results, I promise you. So there you go guys, my eight biggest mistakes that hopefully you can start to learn from and stop making if you're making them right now. Because I promise you this, nothing more beneficial can come from this video than from you writing it and saying, Jeff, number two and number four, or number three and number seven, or all eight of these things helped me dramatically. I don't care if you have to learn from my mistakes. I made them so that you can't make them, all right? So you don't have to make them. And by having this channel and this platform, hopefully I've been able to be given an opportunity to educate as many people as I can to the same things that I did so that you do not have to make them. The faster you can avoid mistakes is the faster that you can point yourself in the right direction to consistent gains. And that's what this channel is all about. And I hope you guys uh, can appreciate that and will leave your comments and let me know what you think below. How many of these are you making? How many have you avoided yourselves? Or how many of your friends are continually bashing their head against the wall, making the same ones over and over again? Just share the video with them and you can hopefully educate them to not do that anymore. If you're looking for a program that takes all the things that I did learn and puts them into one place in one program, head to athlinex.com and get our Athlinex training system. Nutrition and training all covered in one plan over at athlinex.com. In the meantime, if you found this video helpful, leave your comments and thumbs up below. We'll be back here again in just a few days with another video. I'll see you guys soon.